Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair, and beauty source, and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best, straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today at www.arganissima.com. Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. Arganissima, New York. Well, 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 welcome back to the iHealth channel, iHealth Radio, uh, new show, new day, new topic uh, with a very special international guest, uh, an author, uh, an entrepreneur, uh, I guess, a, you know, a multitude of things, a coach, uh, you know, just a leader, uh, and also an inspirational story. And, uh, you know, without further ado, I'm going to share, you know, the name of our guest, but uh, I wanted just to ask and pose a question. Uh, do you? Anyone watching and listening right now, do you ever question yourself and, 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 and with the question of struggle between balancing your life and, you know, your success? Everybody strives for success, but everybody finds that life comes in between. And that is a big deal. Everyone, I think, out there from a younger age to the older age, we're always going through that same motion. And today's guest may be able to give us some insights and some guidance as to maybe how to deal with this and uh, come ahead of, of, of the curve there. Okay. So without any further ado, I have Robert Ryopel with me all the way from Alberta, Canada. And, uh, you know, uh, we will take it with him through the journey of his success and, you know, his insights. So Robert, welcome to the show. Welcome to the radio and the channel. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. And thank you for having me. You know, I, I love how life goes and you talk about balance. And part of balance is that, as you said earlier, shit happens. And so, you know, we had a timing before. Yeah. And yet here we are now being able to connect. And, and I'm a big believer that everything happens for a reason. And you probably heard that saying before. Would I be correct? Yes, of course. Yeah. Now, do you believe that saying? No, well, I believe things happen. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you well, know, and we got to uh, deal with it. <laughs> yes. Well, and see, and the, one of the reasons some people, they firmly believe it, and some people go, well, it doesn't make sense, is because it's actually not the full statement. Mm -hmm. And if you know the full statement, it'll probably make a little bit more of a, a balanced thing for you because it's everything happens for a reason. Yes. And that reason is there to serve me. Meaning that if you look at it like that, it turns on curiosity of, okay, if this good things are happening in my life, not so good things are happening in my life. If everything happens reason, but it's there to serve me, what's the lesson from it? And so I love to really get people, get them into curious modes because that's how they can then really see like, you know, this happened, why? And, and look, we're gonna dive into it, but not always will you get a lesson right away. Have you ever had it where maybe a couple of years down the road, all of a sudden something goes on in your life, you go, that's oh, why that happened two years right. ago. That's right. That's what I'm talking about with what's the lesson to it, if that makes sense. Oh, it does. And as it's so funny. You, you just you know, said everything happens for a reason. 
and it so happens that today, and you can check my Instagram, I actually posted a, a TikTok just about that. <laughs> you know, and everything happens. I literally, it says everything happens for a reason. There are no coincidences. You meet people not by chance, but there is a purpose. It's so so amazing. And it was not even prepping for the show. It just happened that it's a topic that I wanted to to share because those are some of the values I, I believe in. And you're right, you hit it because there's no one I think listening or watching that right now that would not uh, agree to the concept that you don't know today's moment and what's happening. This meeting right now, this, this interview, you know, is, is already meant to be, and it's happening today for a purpose. Uh, it's not just for fun. Somebody that's going to listen to this show today is going to find value into it. I am going to find value into it and so on and so forth. And we're going to share the value. So nothing, I don't believe in coincidence. I don't believe in chance. Everything's happening through, you know, for a system. And some people may agree, disagree, it doesn't matter. But things happen, good, bad, otherwise yes. they happen and we deal with them. So, 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 but before we launch into all this, this, and this is, this is going to take us all over the place, but, but so <laughs> the first thing, Robert, I want to take, the audience back just to your humble beginnings and your start and your story because you do have a unique story where you were an achiever early on and someone that actually is living somewhat the dream that everybody else is dreaming about which is you know uh, financial independence in a way and being able to do what you like and what you love uh and you've were able to establish that way on in in your life uh and and you know 32 is a pretty young age. It's a, it's an awesome age. Actually, I do remember that day, like, you know, two days ago, but it's been a minute, <laughs> but, but, you know, and so funny, cause I tried to actually do your, your, your style and didn't work for me. If a couple of times I tried to retire, it didn't work. I'm still working. So, <laughs> so maybe I'll get some guidance on how the best way to do this. Uh, but you found, you found the motivation, you found the actual, uh, you know, plan, you found the, the strategy to do it and you did, and you shared that with people. So, so I think that, you know, uh, we can really, really set the stage here with, with your story, because that is a big deal uh, for a lot of people. And uh, even for me, I'm always aspiring to, to learn from people that were able to establish their goals. And I'm, I'm a big uh, dreamer guy. So when I say like, you know, scare yourself, like dream so big that you can scare yourself. That's kind of like my motto. Nice. And, and, and really that's, that's the thing. Set goals, go after them, achieve goals, done end of story. So let's take us through your journey and your, 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 just like the start, you know, to where it got you to, to that point of like, yes. Yeah. The world well, is mine. <laughs> well, what I want your listeners to understand, first of all, is as they hear my story, a, never, never, never compare your success to my success or anybody else's. Um, also, B, yeah. understand I am no different than anybody else. I may be a little more aerodynamic than other people, but I am <laughs> the same, which means I have my good days, I have my bad days. And what now you look back and you, you know, 20 some odd years later, go, wow, I was brilliant back then. But when you look at the story, I stumbled and made a lot of mistakes that allowed me and I, and one of the things I'm a big believer on now hurricane is that there is no failure because there's right. feedback and some of our greatest lessons come from didn't work what didn't work and that's why I my one of my goals is I want to fail faster every single day because the more I fail the more I learn quicker and the more I can have success but growing up I was born um, into in Canada born and raised and in my family because very you know we barely made it by my mom and dad, we moved around all the time just to support the family. And so I'm watching them doing the jobs that they had to do, even if they hated it, to do it to support the family. But on the other side, they were telling me, Robert, you can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you put your mind to. But there was this constant 
which one do I believe? They're saying this, and I'd love to believe that, but I'm watching them have to work miserable jobs. And so when I entered the workforce, I kind of went towards a, okay, do the jobs that support me, give me security, if there's such a thing, to take care of my family. And by the time I was 21, I'd worked for three different jobs, laid off from all three because they were shutting down or, or downsizing. And I'm going, I'm working hard. I'm staying loyal to them. Why is this happening? And here in Alberta, we have oil. And if oil prices are doing well, our economy booms, everybody, lots of work. If our oil prices are low, there's no work. 1989, third job, I'm looking for work, there's no real work. So I decided to start delivering pizzas to support, because I'm newly married, I'm a newlywed. I decided to start delivering pizzas to earn some money to support my family. And because of my work ethic, I started making more money doing pizza delivery than I had made in my real job. And I was able to then become a manager. My wife became my assistant manager and we started doing what? We started working hard, open to close seven days a week. Mm. Now imagine a year and a half later though, I get shocked when our franchisee announces, oh, by the way, I'm getting out of Domino's Pizza. So I'm selling my two stores. And we'd been in the system long enough to know that the new owners come in, the first thing they do, replace the managers. They bring their own management team in. So I went into panic mode. We've got to talk to the other franchisees. We've got to find another job. And my wife's like, looks at me and she goes, why would we do that? She goes, why don't we just buy the store that we're working in? And I look at her and I'm like, because we don't have any money. That's why we won't buy it. And see, we were qualified to be franchisees. And I don't know how much you know about Domino's Pizza, but you cannot just buy a franchise. You actually have to successfully manage a store for at least a year, meet a bunch of criteria. And if you do, you're a qualified franchisee. They will waive the upfront franchise fee, but you still have to have the money to buy or build a store. And so we didn't have any money, and she, but we do have passion. And I'm going to be the first person to admit, I wouldn't be talking to you today if it wasn't for my wife. See, she's not, here's the running joke in our family. I was innocent until I met my wife. (laughs) And then she corrupted me in so many great ways. You see, we've known each other since we were 13. We started dating when we were 16. We got married when we were 19. And we actually just celebrated our 32nd wedding anniversary. Don't do the math on how old I am. Congrats, man. (laughs) It's all good, baby. It's all good. (laughs) And because of her passion to say, let's figure out a way, we started looking, how do you buy a business if you don't have money? And over the next few months, we made a lot of mistakes, including people going, hey, I'll guarantee you, I've got investors that'll fund you. My fee is $1,000 to get introduced to them. Mm. We paid the $1,000 we didn't have. And all of a sudden they go, oh, sorry, nobody that is willing to invest. And it took us about four months of making a lot of these mistakes. We started to learn what what to say, what not to say. And also we had the courage and we had an introduction to our bank managers for the business. And we sat down and because we had made a lot of mistakes and learned what to say and what not to say, he ended up not funding the store for us. He actually gave us 100% financing for both stores that my franchisee had for sale. Now... Yeah, that sounds great, but I'll tell you, every time we hit a roadblock, I wanted to quit. But my wife wasn't willing to let us stop. And so all of a sudden we became franchisees, and it's like, oh, we're franchisees. We've got it made. We knew how to run a store, but we didn't know how to run a business at 23. 
and I know you know this, there's a big difference between running a store and running a business. And for the first two years, we made a lot of mistakes again, like we couldn't afford to hire an accountant. We'll do the books ourselves. We didn't have time. And two years later, we're in bad trouble. Our, our philosophy was, if there's money in the bank, we must be doing okay. And so when we finally had to get caught up, because now the Revenue Canada is coming after us saying, do your books. We get caught up and our accountant that we hired looks at us and goes, how did you survive these last two years? See, at that point, ignorance was bliss. The fact that we didn't know how bad it was, we just kept going, right? And we got things turned around and we started making pretty good money. But then we did something that probably, I'm about to shock you, my friend. I'm going to shock you. Because you probably never met anybody that has ever done this. We started spending more money than we were earning. <laughs> you can add me to that list. <laughs> right? And by the time we were franchisees for eight years, we're now over $150,000 in debt going down quickly. And that's when we were introduced to personal development. We ended up going to a three-day weekend where we learned why we were in debt. You know, the way we were spending money, how we were managing it or not managing it. We learned then to take responsibility. That was probably the big one. It wasn't they got us in debt or they lost my money on an investment. We took ownership. And then third, we learned some very specific skills to get out of debt. And because of the stress, now we were talking about stress, you know, as we got going, and I've never experienced stress like financial stress before. You want, and, and I know your listeners can understand that. It's got to be one of the worst stresses out there. And because of that, stress yeah go ahead no no so so i didn't mean you know you, you see me like i'm, I'm ready to do also there's few few items here that that you know we want to just to, to pause for a minute and kind of address yeah. right so first thing you said it uh failure is not an option right you know and actually there's no such thing as i don't believe in failure and funny again i had another tiktok that is exactly about failure and just standing up over and over never give up and so on and so forth so so we are aligned in terms of our theories and how well practice actually it's not theory it's a practice and yes. and and it, it's amazing because your story you actually said how much do i know about dominoes i did work with dominoes for about a week <laughs> uh, you know uh, I, I and and then I, it was a side gig you know i was managing you know uh, i was early on in my career and i was managing you know a team and so on and so forth but the income was limited so i needed some additional to do other things so i worked with them but it was only for a week but i learned a lot in that week believe me <laughs> but but and i understand franchise because i i've been dabbling with franchises myself you know on the side with my wife again uh, your sidekick partner is usually the best, you know, partner you can have. And, uh, and you are a, a, a true story here because you and your wife, we know we're, we're a team from, from early on and you still are a team. Congrats on the 32 years, uh, 32 years, right? That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know, so, 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 but you're right. Stress, you know, financial stress specifically. I think if there's any level of stress that anyone can relate to is that, because yeah. if, and, and the first thing, everybody, everything around this world right now, and like even education, everything, uh, when you ask people like, where do you want to go, you know, get a better degree? Why do you want a better job? Oh, well, first they say to get a degree, to get a better job, to get a better position, to make more money. So really what you're saying is to make more money, <laughs> right? At the end of the day, that's it. Now, don't tell me it's for education because in today's more modern world, you can just, you know, get a whole library in front of you and, and shove in all the information and the intellect. But that's not exactly. the certificate that you're going to go and, and, and compete with in the real marketplace. 
So, so really everything revolves around the money in, in, in the world and everybody goes crazy. I mean, the pandemic, recent pandemic, or we still actually live in some of it, you know, uh, has shown, you know, that where everybody shut down and everything, the business struggling, I mean, it was a big deal and it's still a big deal. And some people stay unemployment, uh, under unemployment all over the world. Uh, people have shut down businesses, lost their, their you know, uh, money investments, all this. So it's, and then people go, you know, some people, God forbid, you know, may, make some you know bad decisions and suicide and everything else but i mean we've seen a lot of stuff people get health issues yeah. because of the financial financial stability is kind of like the base you know it's not everything i mean i want to stress one thing that money is not everything but money is as a, yes. a, a, a it's a means to an end and we have to leverage it but we do we cannot live without it in this world i mean you can do that if you're on an island you know do some fishing <laughs> and some you know uh, natural survival you know stuff but but it's not going to work for you but in society you're going to need some of it and a stable you know level you mentioned something about overspending uh, i think that's a mistake that 99 of the people in the world do uh, we all spend more than what we actually make and thus you know we live paycheck to paycheck and that's really where the stress comes in we want to live yes because there are influences. You see a nice car, you see a nice house, you need, and then you get into these debts. And, and literally, and even the system is made that way because I don't know in Canada, but in the US, for example, at high school, you already get in credit cards. I mean, yep. you, you get into college, you already have a 400, you know, 200,000, 40,000, whatever credit, you know, loan credit that you do for your school, it's already there. You already have debt, right? You finish, you get a, a startup job, you're already in debt. You know, before you even make money, you already owe money, <laughs> you know? So it's, it's a, <clears throat> It's a strange world we live in, and it's crazy yeah. uh, more than ever. And, and and again, I'm highlighting the concept of, of financial stress because I think if you give now, people can have money and still get stress. I think there's another you know aspect to it because it's never enough. That's the other part, right? There's there's greed, yeah. right? That gets in there. You need to know how to balance it out. Uh, and and so you, you're right. The concept of living the experience. I think it's shared by everyone listening on the show, whether in the US, Canada, and anywhere in the world. I think anywhere in the world. Anywhere. And and again, yeah. you you have an international audience and international students, and it's the same thing everywhere, you know, because the system, I mean, everybody now in the modern age with TVs and stuff, you see the world in in, in front of you. I mean, we're talking right now two hours difference, different countries. We can talk, you know, you you did some some seminars this morning with, with Asia and and uh, you know Europe, right? Was that Europe? Correct. Yeah. So, 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 you know, we are able to see things real time, real life. We have access to information to the, 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 there's brands out there, the good stuff, there's influences. So we see stuff we wanted and we are willing to make like, there's a will there, there, there there's a way. And usually the way is credit <laughs> when it comes yeah. to financial. I'm going to get a credit card. Let's swipe it. Let's do this. Oops. You know, in the business world, the same thing you, you get, before you start a business, you get a loan. If you get qualified, you get a loan, but now, most of the time that loan is, you know, a big note that you have to support. Then you have overhead and stuff. Maybe you don't make any meeting, you know, that's the other thing. If your accounting, you know, sucks, that's even worse. If you're you know, buying stuff and getting, you know, maybe getting dividends and doing stuff with your money before you get a nice structure. These are all things that can happen. Then it affects the stress. Then it affects the health. You know, ultimately my platform is about health, but really the stress level can cause a lot of stuff. I had a show last week about pain management, right? And, and a different way to, you know, to, to deal with that. But 
when you're stressed, everything else is, is feeling it. And the mind is, is, is applying mind, body, all that stuff gets involved. And now you're like, you know, you're not eating well, you're not sleeping well. Now your health is not doing good. And now it's all bad. Uh, so, 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 so I, you know, it's funny. I, I took all this time <laughs> to cover all these items, but, but really we started with the concept of your experience and your business and then where you were at that point. Now you got to a point where you were able to resolve all this. Yeah. And, and cause one of the things we understood is what you were just covering is that money is a tool because we learned that as well, that it's nothing more than a tool and to have the balance in your life. And I'm a big believer, holistic beings. You've got to cover the mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, and financial. See, that to me is what true balance is. And some people will be like, yeah, but money's not as important as love. Mm. And it's like, well, what's the comparison? That's like saying what's more important, your arm or your leg. Maybe they're important for the job they do. They're not important for the job they don't do. And so when we understood that about money being a tool, we did what very few people, unfortunately, and I only know the North American statistic. In North America, only 3% of people actually utilize the information they've been taught and they utilize it. Most people don't. I know it's sad. So when we left that weekend, because of the stress, we knew we were going to take action where most people didn't. It was like, oh, that was a nice weekend. I learned something. It changed my life. Really? (laughs) Has it really? Then what are you doing? Oh, well, uh, uh, I don't know. What actions are you taking? I don't know. But because of the stress, and look, I was the same way. My wife and I were. But we were so stressed about our financial situation, we had to take action. And so by putting into practice what we learned, managing our money, simplifying our life, getting rid of the instant gratification things that we did not need. Sure, we wanted it, but we did we need it in that moment? All of a sudden, we were able to go from being over $150,000 in debt to actually being retired completely financially free nine months later at the age of 32. And our minds went, wow, that worked. And all of a sudden, my realization was, if this information gave me that result, what would more learning do? And my wife and I dove in and became students from every person we could learn from. Because I'm also a big believer, don't just learn one way. Don't just learn from one person. Learn from as many people as you can. Take the nuggets of gold, or what I call clues now, and from all the different people. I, that's when I also found my passion was to teach. Because I felt, and here's how it started, and here's what I want your audience to understand, because you and I are so alike in so many ways, you're right, especially the dreaming big. But we realize a big dream doesn't start with a huge jump. See, for me, I knew if I could help one person, one person do what my wife and I had been able to accomplish, go from deep in debt to financial freedom, it would make it all worthwhile. And now for the last 18 and a half years, I've been blessed to travel around the world several times and personally train over half a million students in training with 100 to 6,000 students at a time for three to five days at a time. And I get to live my passion. And it started with that goal of if I could help one person. And you hit it on the head that every, because I was in North America before I became a trainer. I never traveled outside North America. And the first trip I did was to Singapore in 2007. And we were freaked out. We weren't sure because it's like, we're going to Asia. We're going to Singapore. We had 6,000 students in the audience for three intensive days. And we're like, I wonder if they have the same crap going on up here that we do. It took us whole two hours of teaching to realize, yep, they may be a different (laughs) culture, a different way of being brought up, but we all have the same crap up in our heads that hold us back. 
and that launched us around the world. And, and you talk about the money part. I, one, I did a training the one time in Brunei. And Brunei is on Borneo Island, just off of Malaysia, wealthy country. There's about 450,000 population, second running, um, oldest, um, longest running monarch, other than Queen Elizabeth and the king. And in Brunei, there's no taxes. You pay for no health care. Everything's taken care of because they're a very oil-rich country. The only kind of tax they pay is a road toll, which is very little. So any money you make, now picture this, and I want listeners to picture this. Imagine 100% of your income getting to keep it all. Hmm. And I went in with the mindset, what am I going to be able to teach these people? They don't have to pay taxes. They've got extra income. They're probably golden. Well, I found out they were more messed up than most of us because they were so used to just getting, 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 and they didn't know how to handle it. They spent, spent, spent. Mm -hmm. And so they were all in worse financial position than people that pay taxes in a lot of ways. And so when I did the training, their lives just went, and it was like, we get it now. And so no matter where in the world you live, we have the same stresses. So the question is, what can you do to have that balance in your mental, your emotional, your spiritual, your physical, and your financial? And so, you know, you and I definitely, we are on the same wavelength and I love it. Well, well, first of all, you, you, the couple of things that you've, you've discussed right now and you shared, uh, you know, to the audience are so valuable because the first item is that the ability that you were able to go from deep in debt to know that and freedom uh, in such a, a short term, but using what you've learned to your point, we don't apply, we learn a lot of stuff. We don't practice it, you know, right. uh, and that that's a big problem, you know, uh, and, and there are sayings that sometimes you can learn, you can spend an hour, you may retain about 7% or 10% of that, or if, if any, but, but even if you, if you use that 10% or 7% or 5%, even 1% and you applied it and you learn another 1% and you keep tacking on that, then you'll have the knowledge. And to your point, yes. the, your ability to learn from different schools of thoughts is also another thing. I do the same thing. I take, I, I learn from anybody. I don't care who, what, where. I'm always learning. I'm always picking up one item here, one item there, and I apply it, and I make it my own way. That's the other thing. You learn something. You don't want to just learn it verbatim. You can learn it and tweak it to your own you know, formula and your own style, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's what knowledge is about. I mean, knowledge has been handed down for centuries, and it is still going to continue being handed down to generations to come for the same, in the same way. But, but you're right. It's the ability to apply correctly, the ability to balance things, the ability to see the value of that learning. Then you went, not only that, but you started teaching that learning, which again, knowledge is about to be passed on, not just to be kept. Otherwise it will die with, with, you know, the generation beyond us, right. Or before us. So, so those are things. One of the best ways to actually learn and practice things is to teach things. You know, I use that also <laughs> learning and, and it makes you Three better. Three steps to this. success. Three oh, steps. Learn, do, teach. And then what do you do? Learn, do, teach. Learn, do, teach. Absolutely. Yeah, well, again, we're talking about frequency here. We're really insane here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, if, if you shave a little bit more of your head, we'd be even more connected, my friend. Hold on. Here we go. Spock mind melt. Hey, listen, what's up? <laughs> it works. You know, but, but you know, it's, it, we're, we're, we're having a good time here. But really, for listeners and viewers, uh, you mentioned something also. One person at a time. I actually use the same line many times in previous shows where the mission of, of our channel is to educate, enlighten, inspire, and motivate. And 
one person at a time. Maybe we have 10 people listening. Maybe we have 1,000 people listening. At any given time, you have different viewers and stuff and listeners. And they there's downloads of these podcasts and things like that. People are watching. You know, they, they pick one item or two per session or per, per show, you know, and they add it up. That's enough ammunition to maybe change their life. Yes. And that's a big deal. And, and you know, some people, are, you know, unfortunately, these days, what I've noticed is that people don't care about good knowledge. They care about just, you know, stuff. It could be just nothing on TV or anything, but people are watching it and, you know, getting all that negative stuff or nothing valuable in it as opposed to valuable. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. You see, to me, what are we doing? is you know putting some sort of seeds for people in the future this show is going to air for eternity until there's no more internet <laughs> you know uh, because at the end of the day, once it's an internet it's forever right and yeah. and people today tomorrow next year 10 years from now are going to see it i'm going to hear about it and someone will see the value of one item you said one item i said and that's all there is for me that's satisfaction enough but you are doing it even beyond because you're taking this day in day out and and you you also touch on a different angle which is the world is the same, money or no money. Everybody has their own ways of messing it up. When you don't have money, it's a bad thing. When you have too much money, it's a bad thing. When you have enough money or you know how to manage money, then that's that's the way to go. So, so, you're, so you're diving into my four currencies right there because that's exactly it. Go you, for you it. Know, two, yeah, currency number one, which is money, what the one most people think of. Too much money is actually called affluenza. And yeah. when you have affluenza, you actually do silly things with your money. And I use the example of, you know, there's a prince in Dubai or somewhere where when the A380 airline came out, the um, jet airlines, mm -hmm. the two-decker planes, yep, yep. he wanted to have one as his own personal party plane. So he spent a billion dollars to buy one. Then he spent another hundred million renovating it to be his party plane. Now, I don't know about you, but I could think of a few more things to do with $1.1 billion than just to have the party plane, right? So too much money is affluenza. Too little money is poverty. And it's exactly what you said. Everybody actually has a zone, a zone. And your zone's different than mine. And your zone can go up and down as your life experience happens. So when I was in Domino's Pizza, as an example, if I was making $40,000 or less in a year, I was stressed. How am I going to pay my bills? I, I was in that poverty mindset and, and financially struggling. If I got to 100000 or more, I started doing buying things I didn't really need or making investments without doing due diligence and then getting upset when I'd lose the money. So my zone was about 40 to 100,000. As long as I stayed between there, things would flow. But if I got below or above, that's when, you know, it struggled. Today, because, you know, I've changed, my life's have changed, my experience, my wealth, my zone is, my poverty zone is about 200,000. If I'm making less than 200,000 a year, I get stressed out. And that's what my investments, my passive incomes, my businesses, if I'm not making at least 200000 because I like my lifestyle, I have a nice lifestyle. My uh, affluenza one is about a million dollars. When I start topping a million dollars in a year, then I get it doing crazy things. So now my zone is about 200 to a million and everybody's is different. So that's the, that's the currency of money. That's one currency. But again, talking about balance, second currency is something that every single one of us has the exact same amount of which is time and too much time on your hand is boredom too little time on your hand is stress and have you ever met people that are like i'm so busy i don't have time i've got a family i've got a business i've got a job and they get stressed out about that right everybody uses well, that line no time right 
So in my research, though, so I've realized and I've noticed that people are really, really good at being busy, but they're not necessarily being productive. And so when you look at the currency of time, you know, I'm writing my new book right now, The Authority Key. I could sit there and say, I'm going to come down to my office. I'm going to write my book. Eight hours later, I'll go back upstairs and I'll be like, whew, I was busy. But I didn't seem to get a lot done on my book. What was I doing? And if I look back at the last eight hours, I was checking social media like crazy. I was watching some TikTok. I was looking at emails. I was doing texts. Oh, and I wrote a little bit of my book. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I put on my, and I live by my calendar now on my phone. And I have, I, the second thing I ever put on my calendars when my, I struggle, I'm structured it. First thing that my wife and I do when we're booking out a calendar is we put on what we call our balance pieces. This is time for family, time for each other, time for ourselves, time for our health. You know, in finances, they say wealth rule number one, pay yourself work first. So why wouldn't you pay yourself first in time as well? So we do. Time go for us to take care of who we are goes on the calendar first. Then the second thing I put on is what's called focused time. And so research and science has proven that a person cannot stay focused for more than an hour before they, their mind starts to drift. So if I want to write my book, I'll put 10 to 11, write book. Now in that hour, nothing else is done except for I come to my office, I focus on writing my book. And in one hour of focus time, I can be as productive as six hours of being busy. And so people who have really busy lives, if they're actually to look at it and adjust some of their scheduling, they may notice they free up a ton of time and they end up then reducing stress. So that's the currency of time. Third currency is fame. And especially with instant social media today. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, you mentioned you knocked off a TikTok today and everybody's like, oh, I love my media to go viral. I'd love to be famous. And so why is it that some people fame ruins their life, but other people fame seems they're able to handle it. And again, doing the research of, of the currency of fame, what I've noticed is the big difference is who you are as a person. And to give you an example of that, it's, um, I saw an interview a little while, a few years ago for Jennifer Lopez. Mm. And the person doing the interview said, you know, like Jennifer, you are a powerhouse. You are an actress, a singer, a dancer, a businesswoman, amazing. But you're also a powerhouse in relationships, family, who you are as a person. How do you keep those two balanced? How do you maintain this success and this fame? And she said, basically, I'm me, and that's all I can be, but I have my personas. When I'm in recording, singing, dancing, whatever, she goes, that's my business, and I'm J-Lo. That's my persona. But when I'm home with family, I'm Jennifer Lopez, she says. And so, and I took that on and I'm like, that's me. When I'm traveling around the world and I have assistants taking care of everything and I'm teaching and I'm impacting lives, I'm Robert Raymond Riopel. That's me, that's my brand. But when I'm home to family, I'm Robert or Rob. It's still me, but picture this. I don't sit there like this in two days, my wife and I are going to meet family and we're going camping for the week, circling our RVs up, back in doing quadding and side-by-siding, enjoying life. Picture if I was to sit around the fire and I'd be like, don't you know who I am? Someone go get my beer. Who's making my dinner? My family would string me up really quick if I was into an egotistical space like that. 
See, to me, I'm still the little brother. I'm just Robert. And I love that. See, I speak all over the world, but when I'm with family, I listen a lot. I don't sit there and say, hey, let me tell you the great thing I've done. I listen and I want to know people. So, and, and the running joke in my family is, I'll come home from overseas and my wife will go, honey, you're home. No more assistance. Go take out the garbage. And I'm like, absolutely. I love my honey-do lists because I'm just a normal person like everybody else. See, in fame, when the currency of fame, if you let it build your ego, you're going to be in for a crash. And what people don't realize is we all have ego. And ego actually is healthy if you understand it. And where a lot of people I've found have had an issue with ego and why they do crash, especially around fame, is because they sit there and they go, oh, I don't have an ego. I don't have an ego. And they try to suppress it. But then it tries to come up, so they suppress it more. And also you're in this tug of war until it comes up with such energy, it comes out and you can't hold it back. And it, and it manifests in a weird way. And that's when people you know, tend to crash and lose everything, especially people who are in the limelight, right? And so when you understand we all have ego, but if you find a way to let your ego play, then you'll be able to do it in a healthy way. So as an example, when I'm on stage in front of audience, I'm there for them. There's no room for my ego. Because if, there, if I'm an ego, I'm not being of service to them. But I know if I don't take care of my ego, it will surface while I'm on stage. So for me, I love video games. If you and I are playing a video game, uh -huh. you're going down, my friend. You're going down. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in full on ego, let my ego play, having fun, because I love to be competitive. And because I give my ego a place to have a place to play, when it's time for there to be the ego put aside, I'm able to do it. Does that make sense? Oh, I, I perfectly. As a matter of fact, I, there's nothing that you said that I would not agree with. That I do. everything you said is exactly aligned with what my 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 typical thought process. And you know. I know we're going to have one more item on that, that, that list of currencies, but, but let's just touch a couple of things. So you talked about money and, and the levels and you're right. I mean, when you make more money, your lifestyle shifts equally. So your more, your house upgrades, your car upgrades, your travel upgrades, your, you know, whatever your dress code upgrades. So all these things can yeah. change. And so you want that almost at the same level. Like your net is the same because <laughs> you know, you need, you know, you, you need a 2000 to, 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 for a month for bills. Now you need 10,000 for a month for bills. Right. So that's, that's how right. old there is. And, and you're right. So when you get beyond a certain point, you get that nice comfort zone and then it's over. Then you talked about the time. Time management is everything and balance the time is key. Like people think I don't have time. I have the same question that people ask. How do you manage all these projects? I'm doing this. I got a few businesses running. I, you know, I still work, you know, for, for corporate and people are like you doing too much. Yeah. I treat them as projects. <laughs> you know, everything is a different project. Then you give it a dedicated time. This is, this is showtime. You know, I have yeah. seven, you know, 6.30 to 8.30, you know, five times a week. That, that's what I do for, for the show times, right? You know, I have a social time where I have to put in all my things, TikToks and Instagram posts and whatever. Everything is lined up. I have my work time. I have my family time. Weekends, family time. We got to do things. And so, so, but those are like practices, right? You got to find yes. that formula. Yes. It, it, yes. And, and, and it's, it's not easy. It takes time to build it. And, and you have to also prioritize things. I think that's the other part where... People don't get it. You know, like you can do everything you want in the short time that you have uh, if you also value the time that you have. And, and sounds weird, but because 
you just talked about 32 years of, of, of marriage. You started at 13. I can age you up quickly. <laughs> but, but you and I are almost about the same age here. And, and believe it or not, I just realized that where did that time go? And how much more time do you have in life? You know, no one guarantees the future and we need to make the best of every minute of it. And, and being productive at the same time, as you said, productive means, you know, what is my legacy? What am I going to do? Now you still have to meet, yeah. and, you know, you know, to make end meets and you still have to deliver things. You still have, to, like, I have kids, I got to take care of. So this is a whole balance things. And then there's you, there's your personal, there's your wife, there's your kids, there's your family. And you got to give everybody an, an ample time or an equal, an equal amount of, of opportunity to, to deal with you. And sometimes you're like in and out. You have friends that you come up in their life and you disappear again. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Uh, the other the other item that you that you, do, uh, you know the, talked about right now is fame. Now, fame is is not just for 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 social and TV and radio and, and showbiz, right? It's also like at work, for example, you, you're the, the owner of the business. If it, get it, it gets it to your head and you treat everybody like shit, no one's going to stay with you. If you're exactly. a leader in a corporation and people, you know, walk in like you have an air by yourself, like, you know, the world is, is like inferior to you and all this stuff, forget about it. It's all about that. So you get power trips, it's over. Uh, when sometimes you get authority, that can get you in, in, in a mindset where you can lose everything. So again, everything in moderation, everything needs to be in balance and you have to always keep the rest of the folks ahead of you now you you already there that's i always say this to people when you're a manager you have the role you don't have to prove yourself that you're a manager you already did so you don't have to keep yeah. saying i'm the manager right and just an example if you're the, the president you're the president you don't have to walk in like i am the president you're already the president we know that you are the president and so it's a matter of how you treat the others how you let the others feel good about yes. them and it's about them so so yeah. that's three I, I try to summarize these just for understanding purposes uh, and uh, so, so now we go to the fourth, you know, element here. What would that be? Well, and, and you know, you're, you're summarizing them dead on. And I was laughing at the one point because you actually touched on the fourth currency. All right. And this is the one I'm really, really putting a lot of my focus to, especially at my age and, and from all the lessons I've gone through in life. The fourth currency is the currency of experience. Mm. Experience. And again, why people get so stressed out and overwhelmed is because A, they're so far in the future trying to figure out everything they have to do. And no wonder they get chronically tired and get overwhelmed when they've got a million and one what if <laughs> scenarios going on in their head. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if this happens? And they think they can figure it all out. So they're so far in the future or they're caught up so far in the past of, well, this happened to me. Because of that, this is where I'm at today. It's a, and they forget to be present. And that's what I was laughing because you're talking about enjoying the moment. That to me is good bad or otherwise if you're truly present experiencing the moment when it comes to the end of your days you're going to not look back at your life and go where the heck did my whole life go and what did i do you'll look back and this was actually someone a new friend that came into my life because i'm a big vision board believer myself vision boards dream big but she put a new paradigm she said robert behind my computer hanging on the wall i have a remember when board and she said, every time an experience comes in my life, I'll write it down and it goes on my board. So I can, if I'm feeling down, I can go, remember when I did this? Here's how I felt. Remember when we did this? Here's how we were. And I'm like, that's brilliant for experience. Having a remember board, like a remember when board. Because when it comes to experience, for me, everything I do now, I don't want it to just be okay or all right. I want to know the experience of it. So I like running high-end masterminds. And 
my world changed. Look, everybody's like, Robert, you got an amazing life. Yeah, but March 10th, 2020, I landed back in Canada from doing a three-day training in India. March 11th, I got locked down and my life changed because all my world events got canceled because of COVID. Now, mm -hmm. I had a choice. I could play the victim and go, why did this happen to me? Mm -hmm. Or my wife and I, we use two very powerful words. What's next? Yes. And when we got through, because we played victim a little bit for about a week and a half, two weeks, got really ill, thinking it was COVID, not sure. Our mind is so powerful. But the moment we got through that, it's like, okay, what's next? Well, I'm blessed that I live in a beautiful acreage that my wife and I bought three years ago. And we bought this acreage, an executive acreage, with the intention that eventually down the road, we'd build our own training center on it. Nice. And that was for about five or six years down the road, what we're planning. But when we said, what's next? Well, we don't know how long we're here. She goes, you're not flying anymore. You're at home. We have the time. Why don't we start building the training center now? And so over the next few months, March, April, May, we started doing planning. We started how's it going to work, where are we going to put it, what it would look like. December, we broke ground. And in about a week, I get to move into my brand new 1,500 square foot facility, where instead of as the world lightens up, instead of me now having to travel 200,000 miles a year around the world, my students are going to come to me for the one-on-one -on -one coaching and mentoring I do for experiential masterminds, where it's not just coming to mastermind. We're going to do like, hey, we're going out quadding in the back country to get to know each other. Then we're going to come back and mastermind. Because now that you know each other and because I'm going to take total strangers, right? And I don't want to sit there and go, hey, uh, I think I can help you, but I don't know you. So how much am I going to really help you? Whereas all of a sudden you break bread together, you're quadding, you're sitting around a fire. All of a sudden you, now you come together and it's like, you're a bro. I want to help you out. I'm going to open my Rolodex to you. So experience is the currency I really have a lot of focus on now. Because, you know, and, and it's a book that Mark Victor Hansen wrote a few years ago with a gentleman by the name of Art Linkletter. Now, when I met Art Linkletter, he was 92 years of age. He was 16 years old as a hobo living on trails, or tra um, on trains, traveling around North America, wanted to be a broadcaster, ended up becoming a famous broadcaster that created a show you may have heard of in the US called Kids Say the Darndest Things. He ended up becoming great friends with a lot of the top um, wealthy people in the world. And he was sharing a story about one time when a friend of his said, Art, I need you to join me in Florida. I want to show you something. And Art Linkletter's like, what do you want to show me, Walt? And it was Walt Disney calling him, took him to Florida to show him his vision for Disney World. And so when I met Art Linkletter, that's when Mark Victor Hansen met him at the same time. I was hosting an event where they were both there. And they decided to write a book titled Make the Rest of Your Life the best of your life. And you got to figure, this guy's 92. And at the time, Mark Victor Hansen was in his early 60s. And they wrote this book about making the rest of your life the best of your life. That's the currency of experience right there. Well, Rob, what do you choose to do? Right. Robert, well, again, the rest of our lives, if for everyone at any age, is the rest of our lives. So, so That's right. Well, at any given point, doesn't matter. So, because people may think, like, just hearing this, well, you got to be at a certain age to think that. No. No. You, you're, the rest of your life is every day. <laughs> Start today. Start exactly. right now. Yeah. Well, so so you mentioned something that is powerful, and and I use something similar to in my own world, and that is, you know, people, like, we, 
like in, in trainings and stuff, I, I have this concept about setting goals, right? And I mentioned earlier, dream big, scare yourself, set goals, plan for it ahead. Like uh, there's there's a, a saying, uh, prior planning prevents poor performance, you know, fail, uh, fail to plan, plan to fail, all those, 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 you know, sayings, right? But the concept is not so much that you, you just because you plan and going crazy, that means you lose your life. No, see, like what I do is, I, I focus on what's the next move, as you said, what is the next step? One project at a time, one day at yes. a time. You have your plan, you set up the, 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 the pieces together, you know, step one, day two, month one, year one, and that's your long-term. But every day you go this, even in world events, I'm not focused about what's gonna happen in six months. I'm focused about how we're gonna do this today, tomorrow, the week. You mentioned something that is also big that you did. I probably did the same. A lot of people have ha were able to do something. So COVID hit. You said March 11, you know, lockdown. Was it my March 11? Yeah. Yeah. Right. March 11, lockdown across all, all North America and probably all the whole world. Now, uh, people collapsed on that, and they didn't do nothing, and just you know crashed in their homes and really didn't do well. Some people had problems, family issues because they they clashed, yeah. you know, in you know of the titans happening in the house. And, and I get it when you're like in in your life. I mean, it's really bad, right? But then some people took that same opportunity and took advantage of the time, made it work for them. And that's yeah. exactly what you did. I, I mean, my studio started just before COVID. And you know what? In COVID, it, it just blasted. I started just doing more and more stuff. You know, my wife and I, we had her own studio started. So we did a lot of things. But that's because, you know, time is valuable and we're not going to let it pass. And, you know, just to your point, it, it, we could have just literally just lounged, you know, waiting for something to happen and the world to open. You know, but but you make it work. You said it. You created the stuff. You know, I, I've had shows before where people, you know, discovered virtual <laughs> well they didn't discover it but they really took advantage of virtual they were doing it yes. even in medicine you know doctors in the past you know did not really look yeah. at telehealth but guess what yeah. they boom telehealth now they don't even want to open back <laughs> they're still doing telehealth for the most part right only for some yeah. cases they see people in person so it changed the world but you see something you adapt you adjust you move and you make the right you know connection and you make it work that's actually survivorship and adaptability and that's a big you know key of, of, of humanity if you don't have that you know life's gonna throw you know uh, different things at you left right sure. you know punches curves how do you deal with it you gotta dodge things you gotta move around it it's like i i give the example of a river right you know mountains in front of the river the river doesn't stop it just moves around it comes back the other side that's it uh, one of the best example if you've been to france is the the seine river right it just goes up and loops back comes right back i mean it's literally a separate you know level and just because it has to find a way around it. We have to yeah. do the same thing, like water, elements of the air, all the stuff. You got to be malleable. And those are, that's, that, that comes with experience, but you have to practice it. Yes. <laughs> You're laughing, right? Well, I'm, I'm laughing because, you know, I think you and I, uh, we're going to probably have to have multiple other shows together. And I just realized my computer wasn't plugged in. Didn't want to lose you. Um, because... Malleable is part of one of my acronyms on how to become is what I call the authority master key. And it, and it, it's, you have to be tractable, which means you have to be malleable. You have to be coachable. Most people are so rigid and stiff. So I'm hearing so many simple letters back and forth. And we just met. But yet I know that you and I are probably going to do a lot together to help people because we are on the same wavelength, which is so awesome, which is so awesome. 
listen i there was a minute there that you kind of like just wave that like the the voice kind of if you can just repeat that sentence uh because because I, i think i lost you for a second there yeah we had internet problems today <laughs> no 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 if I, you can just repeat yeah. that because I'll, i'll yeah yeah just that you and i have so many similarities i see us doing a lot together because even though we've just met oh my goodness the way we think the way we want to help people and that's the big key is we want to help as many people as we can. So I'm looking forward to some beautiful creation with you, my friend, and getting well, to know more. It's funny because I was going to say the same thing. Like, you know, the, the time is running and we thought about an hour. We're almost there and I still have a lot of stuff to cover. And I think I think it's going to have to prompt the second come back here and we'll do more. But but we have a few minutes. So, so, so I do want to talk about a couple of elements that people, uh, you know, typically throw at you when you talk about success and stuff. One is like, you know, there's this whole thing. There are people that want sudden and instant gratification. And there are people that say, well, these guys are not educated. How is it that they were able to do it? And then you have the flip side. You have people say, I'm not educated. I made it. You know, you know, everybody uses those standards, but people, they tend to just take it for what it is. And they don't take, take a step back to see the situation. Everybody's circumstances are different. You know, there are people that may not be, you know, formally educated. They're very smart and they educate themselves, self-educated. Boom. Yeah. You have people that have education and they have the ability to do certain things. There are people that may, you know, just work towards the goals and they make it work. So there's so many co concepts here that, you know, but people will ask that question or people that like, oh, he did it, you know, or, you know, they don't realize what it took. In your case, in your case, just listen to your story. You went through like tough time, you know, yeah. you went from, from, you know, bad to worse to that. And then you came back. So, so people are only going to see you now. Oh, he's six. Look at him. Look at that. They're having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> and again, you're hitting it on is because, you know, some people they'll go, Robert, I want to do what you do. Uh -huh. And then I say, then be willing to do what I do. You know or what no, I did. No. Yeah. Or what I did. And because the ugly truth is, is there's a lot of behind the scenes work. Because now I've traveled around the world and impacted over half a million lives, personally, right? And that's on stage, it's like everybody sees and compares to where I'm at, but they don't look at the journey. They don't look yes. at the work. They don't look at when, um, you know, I got so burnt out from living my passion that in 2008, I had to take a year off. That turned into three and a half years because not only was I burnt out, but because I wasn't taking care of me, I went through two back surgeries. I had herniated a disc. And ended up at one point, six weeks in bed where I can't even move. I can't do anything. And I'll tell you, nothing will humble you more than someone having to wipe your butt because you can't do it. And it's like, I, that, I, you know, so, and I'm not saying people have to go through the struggles I went through, but this is why I love biographies. I want to know a person's journey. I want to see, I don't want to just see the result. And this is what social media has done. One, I love social media. But one of the things that frustrates me about it is we see all these great things that people accomplish that they post, but then our mind compares our craft to their successes. Our not even hitting the podium to their gold medals. And mm -hmm. we wonder why we're miserable. So never compare yourself to anybody else. Ask yourself, did I take one more step forward? And with your big dreams, like in my book, Success Left a Clue, I was laughing my butt off because for step one is dream big. You know, as my friend... Les Brown says, the problem isn't we set our goals too high and we miss them. The problem it's is we good. set them too low and we hit them. 
That's right. Right. And that gets us playing mediocre. <laughs> and, and so you've got to be willing. And, and so when you use my six steps in the book, as an example, not only can you dream big, but then I give the practical skills of how to step by step by step, go towards those dreams, break it down to those bite-sized pieces instead of going, how am I ever going to do that? Well, let's back it up, reverse engineer it. Here's your first step. Take that step now. And so there's a lot of, yeah, oh my goodness, my friend, there, there's so much we can Oh, we, we got to talk more about this because, again, there's a couple of things you mentioned now. I mean, about you know, determining your goals and targets. I always give an analogy that's very similar whereby if I want to set, I mean, my goal is about 100 feet over. I want to aim 200 feet over. And yeah. so if I miss the 200 feet, I'm still 120, 130. <laughs> but if I, the most I actually, I shoot for is 50 feet, I'm not going to go beyond that. And so, so similar concepts, it's, 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 it's amazing, you know, that you, you and I don't, don't know each other. This is the first time we spoke and you were applying these concepts. I'm playing these concepts. These concepts are available. A lot of people are doing it. A lot of people yeah. are applying them. And, and sometimes to your point, people are looking at shortcuts, but they're not seeing the big picture and have things you talked about resetting. I use that resetting concept all the time, meaning that sometimes the best way to, to evaluate things is to go back to the source. What happened? What did I miss? And almost you track back to, to adjust things. And then and that's all there is. Just that's the third one, third or fourth. Three, what is it? No, three, three power. Again, every time I do something or my team does something, uh -huh. we sit down and have a debrief. What worked? We make a checklist. Yeah. What didn't work? We make a checklist. What can we do different? Opportunities. Because we yeah. look at what's not working and instead of going, oh, you sucked and you did this wrong. It's like, it, it's no emotion to it. Okay, this worked, this didn't work. So mm -hmm. from seeing that and observing it, now we know what we can do different and we go again. And so and that, that's how you succeed. But that, that's actually, you just talked about turning failure into success because the fact that yeah. you adjust from what didn't work, that's actually the the the, the the success of the failure. You learn something yes. that will make it even stronger. Sometimes, you know, I, I gave one time an example of the space shuttle, you know, program, right? They failed so many times and they went back and they fixed it. And eventually they did what they had to do and make it work. And now, you know, yep. we have tourists in, in space. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and, and that's, you zigzag your way to success because if you look at the statistics, when a, any kind of rocket or space shuttle goes up, it is only on course 3% of the time. That's it. The rest of the time, it's adjusting, adjusting, adjusting. That's success. But, and again, that's why people get overwhelmed is because we were taught in school, the shortest distance between two points is a straight, straight line. line. But there's no straight lines in the universe. Hold Everything's on. made up of energy. I'm going to do this. If this was the straight line, I'm going to do quantum leaps. So we're going to go this way. So that's the that's right. <laughs> right. Well, again, you know, these are concepts, right? You know, and, and, uh, Luckily, there are people that are sharing these these types of, of concepts out there. Uh, the key is hopefully people are seeing them and learning from them and, and really taking that energy and, and establishing it and practicing it. That's the other thing you said earlier, you can teach people, you know, like we can take the horse to the water, you can make them drink, right? So, <laughs> you know, information is available all the time, everywhere, all the time. And, you know, uh, and end of time, I think, right? You and yeah. I are available. There's thousands if not millions of, of similar you know folks out there that are doing something you know to teach and, and, and share these concepts the, the question is what do people do with it do they really take it to the next level do they take the the elements of it even if they fail they test it i mean it's like i see something let me tell what's the worst that can happen let me test it out it doesn't work you do something That's else right. on another formula yes. 
Yeah, people are fearful. They are afraid to fail, and that's the problem itself. Don't be afraid to fail because failure is is success in itself. There is no such thing. I I call it like the two sides of the same, the two uh, uh, faces of the same coin, right? Yeah. Literally, because failure and success are one. <laughs> you can't yeah. have without the other one. And no one can claim that they were successful just by birth. I'm successful. Well, and, and <laughs> here's, here's, when people are in fear, uh, I have an amazing friend. I call him my quantum monk because he was actually a monk for eight years, did over 15,000 hours of meditation, but he also studies quantum physics. And he's a brilliant man. He can tell you about spirituality and why it works. And I love what he said. One of the things that happened in his research is he realized the feeling that we have when we have fear and the feeling that we have when we have excitement are actually physically the same energy in our body, identical. So fear and excitement are the same thing. And so it's the mind that tries to make it different. And so he comes up with a mantra that he teaches his students that anytime you feel fear, actually the moment you notice you're in fear, stop and go, no, no, that's not fear, that's excitement. And by just changing the energy of it, all of a sudden you're able to move forward because it's our mind that makes it look like it's, oh, it's bad, ooh, you know, and stuff like that. So it's no, no, it's not fear, it's excitement. And that can change a person's paradigm right there. That's the mindset. Here's a cup. It depends how you see it. <laughs> half mm -hmm. full, half empty. Same concept, right? Or yeah. it's you know, people are in control, you know, in, in a lot of ways. People think, oh, we're we got no control. There's no such thing as, you know, there is. The world has has think about this way: like there's so many options. And we do have some level of free will. Now, religiously, there's talk about not and whatever, but but there is free will to a degree. There is certain ways you can do things. And it's you can have an infinite way of doing uh, the same thing. And yeah. you try your way, I try my way, another person. And there is no, this is the only good way. There are good ways and there are bad ways. You said it yourself, like same energy. You can frown or you can laugh. I'd rather laugh. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? I, you know, I, People like look at me like this is actually something true. People always like, how do you like not stress? I don't. Because I already established the worst scenario case. You know, I mean, there's nothing in, in this world. The worst scenario is you die. <laughs> and and even that to me, is not at the end of it. I believe that there's there's more after that. Right. So so if you are poor, OK, you know, guess what? There's nothing nowhere else you can go. You can just go up. So that's another, yeah. you know, so you got to exactly. change the mindset, how you think about this. If you're rich, no. That it, you can do better or, you know, maybe there's going to be something at a point where you need to, to adjust things because you don't want to go crazy to your point, get the affluenza. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, so whatever the case here, there are certain ways that we can be better uh, in terms of mind, spirit, body, as you said. Uh, so, so I know you have the book. Well, you, you have two books. You have one that you've done, pro produced already, uh, yeah. and it's available. Uh, uh, yeah. What is the, the name of it? Something it's called clue. Success Left a Clue. Yeah, Success Left a Clue. All and right. actually, you know, here's what I'd love to do, because you were so gracious to invite me to be on your podcast and interview me. What I would love to do for your listeners, because I value their time, go to the currency of time. We all only have the same amount. And so the fact that people have taken time to listen, I so appreciate that. So for you having me on, I would love to give them the digital copy of Success Left a Clue as our gift to them for taking time to listen to this episode. And all, right. all they have to do is they just have to go to robertrealpelt.com, just my name. And, but there is a caveat to this though. There is a caveat. See, I didn't write the book to, for someone to read, go, that was nice, 
put it on the shelf and make it shelf health. That's not why I wrote the book. <laughs> I, I wrote it as a workbook because step number three is taking action. And so all the way through, I have action steps. And I'll actually say, before you read any further, do this action. And then the next chapter, I started with, did you do the last action? If not, stop reading right now. Go back and do that action. Because I know we're creatures of habit. So I would love for your audience to take advantage of it and use it. Because if they do the six steps, if they do the action steps I give them in that book, their life will go in a whole new direction. It'll blow them away. And I don't care what level of success you're at. I've had a multi-billionaire do the action steps and thank me because of it. Because he was always wanting to learn and it helped him realize something that he had been blocked on and go to another level. So I'd love to offer that to your audience for taking their valuable time to be with us. Well, thank you, Robert. And actually, I you, the, the link to it will be on the description of this show. Uh, and also the site and, you know, the biography and all the stuff so people can, can really, uh, and they can reach out to you, of course, you know, if they need more, maybe part of, you know, participate in some of the courses. Uh, I mean, listen, this is what it is. I mean, we need to help people get, you know, as much information that's going to be valuable oh, to them and change that's their lives. That's, that's my passion. That's my passion, just like I, yours. <laughs> I, and I, I, and again, you know what? Um, I, I, I am proud of it. I am happy that we do this to your point. We take time from our time to do this, but it's, I don't think this is waste time. I think it's productive time because we actually are, you know, guiding and sending, you know, good vibes and good messages and good, uh, you know, concepts that people can, again, one person pick up, you know, you know, if everyone once a month, someone grabs this and uses it, I'm good. That's 12 people in a year. I'm good with that. (laughs) You know, in a century, there's going to be a lot of people. So, so the concept is there and hopefully more people will be like, you know, uh, I guess contaminated with this, (laughs) you know, I, am just, you know, but funny about it. It's a health channel. So I use some of the, you you and I have that great same more sense of humor. I was laughing earlier when you talked about, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. (laughs) Did you know the horses actually have a saying about us humans? The horses say you can lead a human to learning, but you can't make it use it, right? <laughs> that's that's a good my one. warped sense of humor. That's my warped sense of humor. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, actually. Well, you know what? We don't look at it that way. That's the problem. So yeah. we're always looking at the other side. You know, you, you got to reflect sometimes. Like, you really have to have, like, the me, myself moment. Like, you got to stand, look in front of you in the mirror and, and just ask questions. I question myself. You know, that, that's literally something I do. It's a practice. Yeah. I, I the man in the that. mirror. Why do I do this? How did I do this? When I do a show, I look at a show. Sometimes, um, did I start here? Did I do this? I'm always looking at myself and trying to adjust because I want to do better. And, and that's a practice that everyone should practice. It's not a bad deal. It's actually a good deal. You know, and it's nothing, no shame in the game. You know, oh. you make a little mistake, you adjust, you tweak, you become better. Uh, my show today may be probably better than a show last year because, you know, I was not as good practice, at it as now. Practice, practice. Exactly. Practice yes. makes perfect, right? So again, and I use examples, I use me as an example, just as, as a, an analogy, but there's multiple, you know, analogies that we can use, you know, but people are like, oh, well, how, what do you know? I do it. <laughs> That's why I know, you know, I use yeah. it. So, and there's nothing like when you practice, you can teach better. That's the other thing. You are teaching concepts that are working, concepts that you've, that, that you've established, concepts that are proven you know, successful. And that's the other thing. That's the part where, you know, as you're going up the ladder of, of corporate, let's say, or business, you know, you're sharing things that are real. 
This is not like it's a theory. Let me think about maybe, maybe not. This is a 50-50 shot. This is done, ready, yeah. cooked. You know, <laughs> you just have to literally open up the stuff, warm it up and start working. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> it. Uh, Microwavable, right? <laughs> um, well, we, we, we've actually exceeded the hour with, with a few minutes over. So, so uh, I do want to literally take that, you know, the opportunity to potentially uh, schedule a different, you know, session and we can deep dive more into other concepts. There's more that we can Let's talk about. Uh, so, so, you know, yeah. with that, definitely. So, so we're, we're, you're on the hook, man. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to do this. Uh, it would be my absolute pleasure because you and I, there's, and, and not to be ego on it, but there's very few people who can match my energy. And I love that you match my energy and you take my energy to another level. So the bouncing off of each other, I could have conversations like this for hours because it's jacking me up. It's getting me to play that bigger game. Even though I play a big game, it's, it's making me want to even play bigger. And I really appreciate that. I really do. So anytime, let's and, make it work. And Robert, you know, energy is, is literally projected. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's another item that we can possibly, you know, start discussing next time. You know, that is a big deal because you can, you can make a room, you know, excited yes. or really sleeping, yep. <laughs> you know? Yep. So, so we'll talk about all those, those things that, you know, and, and more tactical, you know, strategies and things like that, that, that are used to get people from one level to the next level and next level. And there's never an end level. You can always upgrade. Uh, yep. You know, the best master in martial arts, I do have a background in martial arts, the best master will never say I'm the master. They'll always be learning. And that's the, that's oh. the other thing, you know. Okay, so, so, <laughs> so, okay, so, so I've, got to, I've got to introduce you. I'm going to, I, I'm going to introduce you to a guest to be on your show. Uh, show. Okay. Um, one of the trainings I've done for 20 years around the world um, is a five-day camp. And one of the pieces of the camp, we bring in some um, gentlemen to do an amazingly powerful process with our students. And when we do it in Malaysia uh, and in Europe, we actually have five masters and one grand master. Yeah. And these are some of the most humblest people you've ever met because to get to those levels, it is so much about service to others and it's not about you. And Grandmaster Michael, I think you two would have an instant connection. And, and, when, and when he's teaching, and you'll understand this martial arts, when we're putting people through a move, just like a punch, He'll just be sitting there going, again, again. And they'll be like, thank you, Grandmaster, for making me stronger, right? <laughs> and, and he is just the most amazing, comical kind of guy. But it just, yeah, I, I want to connect the two of you. Yeah, definitely. I look forward to that. I mean, you said again and again, that, that, that was like uh, Michael Douglas. And no, no, who was it in the movie, The Miracle? Not, not Douglas. Um, Kurt Russell? Uh, Kurt Russell, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in the 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 the, the hockey go the hockey movie. Oh, right? okay, yeah, and yeah. it is again, 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 yeah. Yeah, and see, again, that's, that's, again. <laughs> that's a great thing for if you want to be successful at anything. Yeah. Every master, ten thousand times of doing it, or ten thousand hours of doing it. That's the energy. But yes, we could keep going for hours. I do have to commitments with my beautiful bride as well. So. All right. Well, listen. It's probably good I do to wrap it up. Uh, we we got to close it up. But so, so Robert, it has been a, a tremendous time, literally. And like I said, we've, we've bounced into 10 minutes over the show here, but that's all good. Uh, so we will look forward to the next 
you know, sequel to this. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for all the, feed, the, the, the information and the insights. Great stuff. Uh, listeners, thank you, viewers. Thank you for, for uh, being with us today. Uh, look forward to the next, you know, uh, part two with uh, uh, our guest here. And, and I'm so excited here. So, so uh, <laughs> you know, forgive me. I'm like, you can see me like going a little, you know, jumpy here. <laughs> but, uh, but so thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And uh, we'll talk tomorrow. New show, new guest, new topic. Ciao now.